Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can spend all you want on skincare, or you just spend 20% more effort fixing your gut. You notice like almost an overnight difference. I stopped caring about expensive skincare when I was like, oh, if I just like do these three things for my gut, it's the same. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, everyone, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your podcast host and your big sister, Violetta. So today, my special guest, meet Katie Wilson. A, it's just so great to finally have a guest where I can pronounce their name so easily (laughs) without even having to ask how to pronounce it. So already we are off to a good start. Secondly, Katie Wilson, a little introduction on her. I wrote it down. She is the co-creator of Belly Welly. She was a chief dating strategist and match. And then she created Belly Welly in 2021 with her husband, Nick Wilson. It's a snack bars company and the first lifestyle food brand that creates bars specifically designed for people who suffer from from IBS and gut issues, which is super cool. They have loads of flavors. I eat it. I mean, I actually discovered your snack when I was working out at Aloe Gym. My friend Sophie handed me Belly Welly and I was like, no thanks. I detest healthy snacks. I think they're gross. They taste like pavement. I don't <laughs> understand. I'm just, I can't do it. I, I, I hate healthy snacks. But then she said, no, I promise you it's really good. And I had the peanut butter Belly Welly and I'm like, okay, I love this. And when I, I'm not even lying, when I went home, I ordered five boxes from Amazon. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Who's Sophie? I love her. <laughs> she She's the rep at Aloe. Gym. Great. Sophie, yeah. we love you. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm like so excited to be here, really. It's, yeah. This is my kind of vibe. I love it. This is why I think it's perfect. Aside from the fact that we're going to discuss today, just kind of how you started the business for anyone out there that is thinking or trying to start a business, I think one thing that none of people talk about is gut health issues and IBS and all of that. And I think it's really cool how you took something that a lot of people suffer from and feel embarrassed about and you made it into something positive. You know, you took away the shame by talking about it. Did you personally always have gut issues? Yes and no. So you touched on it. My first love was dating and matchmaking Mm. so like so many entrepreneurs I did not mean to be here but I'm really glad I am like I didn't mean to start a food company at all that was not the the life plan started as a matchmaker I loved every minute of it it's like as weird as it sounds and then eventually as you mentioned went over to match and was the chief dating expert which is the funniest job title and it like will forever be my favorite job title and it was like fixing dating apps so that single people actually liked them and wanted to use them but 
in the midst of all of that, I came down with gut issues. Nothing terrible. Like that's, that's, I think the important part. I wasn't, I didn't have this life moment where I landed in the hospital and my world turned upside down. I honestly just got about a food poisoning in Cabo and then came home and like things just didn't really go back to normal. And I'd been like, so I relate. I was like, especially among my friends, I was like not the healthy, like I I was not into the healthy snacks. I was like, give me the slice of pizza, give me whatever. And like, I don't know, I never had a problem. Post this food poisoning bout, all of a sudden everything hurt my stomach. Like I was that annoying person at the restaurant being like, sorry, does this have gluten in it? Like, does this have dairy in it? Were you just guessing? I was just trying to figure it out. I was like, why Why am I not normal? Like, what What happened? Why yeah. is? Why do I feel What does gross? that mean when you have gut issues? I was you? bloated constantly. And mm-hmm. I felt like the, the phrase I would wake up and say is like, oh, I feel gross today. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like kind of puffy and bloated. My skin was kind of worse. But nothing, again, it, like the important part for me was it wasn't extreme. It was just enough to be like, wait, I don't feel like great. And then like I would eat some foods and they would make me feel really sick and nauseous. So I just started caring way too much. I was like, oh my gosh, if I eat this, is this going to hurt my stomach in two hours? And I just started to tie up all this mental bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And then like anything that starts impacting your life, or at least for me, I started talking about it with anyone that would listen, which was my personal network. And when I did that, I realized like, wait, everyone can relate. Like what I, I, I feel like all the women in my life are describing something similar. Like they're trying to, they're figuring out that they're like now gluten intolerant or now they can't eat dairy. And it's crazy as you get older, yes. it, it changes. Your body changes. Like even me with allergies, I didn't have allergies growing up and now I do. So I think it's the same thing with your 100%. with your gut. What um, One of my girlfriends, she constantly struggles with IBS and gut issues where she's, at one point she was burping so much that she would burp every 30 seconds. It was such a serious issue with her IBS. So some people have a very extreme wow. and it, she had to cut so many foods out of her regular diet. So it is really crazy the differences of how it affects different people. You're so right on the age too. Like I think, so, cause I was noticing it was like women in their late twenties, early thirties, like gut issues started to hit. Mm-hmm. I was just fiercely curious. I just like became, once you kind of heard or saw the secret about the world the secret being like wow women all seem to have gut issues and we're not really like talking about it I couldn't unsee it and I just became obsessed with trying to fix it but I was also selfishly trying to fix it because I wanted to be back to I used to say like before my gut issues right and so I started camping out in Facebook groups which sounds so old school now but there's all these Facebook groups dedicated to like daily bloating IBS support and I didn't even I didn't describe myself as having IBS I was just like my stomach hurts every day (laughs) like I have a stomach ache every single day and I just like kind of found peace in this community of just all these people including my own network and then I was crying one night because I missed chocolate chip cookies which is like so petty but I was having a moment and I just had a baby so I was probably like oh okay a little sensitive or something wait so when were you when you were having the gut issues was it post baby? I had it all through the pregnancy. Yeah. You were having gut issues all through the pregnancy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like, there's all these rumors that like pregnancy can fix your gut issues. I did not have that experience. If someone else has, good for you. But that was definitely not my experience. It actually just made pregnancy tough because you couldn't like, you like couldn't eat what you were feeling like eating. I'm a carb girl. That's all I really wanted. But then that would like trigger my gut issues. So whatever small problem in the scheme of things very lucky to have healthy kids but 
I was sad about this chocolate chip cookie. And so my husband said, look, let's just make you the perfect chocolate chip cookie. Let's hire a food scientist. Let's hire a dietitian. I know. I like match myself with the right guy. (laughs) And he said, this will just be our passion project at night, like Mm -hmm. after the day job. So we did. We worked on it every single night. We even got the my my GI doctor to weigh in and help. And your GI doctor, what yeah. does GI mean? Gastrointestinal. So I was seeing okay. a GI doctor at this point because I was like, I was on my fourth course of antibiotics. I was even doing a colonoscopy. I was doing all these weird tests. You, so you were taking antibiotics for your. I had done that post food poisoning. Mm-hmm. So I'd been like, you know, got home thinking like about a food poisoning, maybe a parasite, take an antibiotic. That didn't fix it. So then I went on another course of antibiotics and then another course of antibiotics, which I now know is like the single worst thing I could have done. But at the time I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll just like, I don't know. This is just a strong parasite, I guess. Let me just take some antibiotics and get back to normal. And so we made this cookie that was so good. Mm -hmm. And I had built this big community on Facebook and I said, let's just share these with the community and see what happens. And so we did, and we woke up to 884 orders. <laughs> Wait, okay, whoa. So going more in order, yeah, everything yeah. you said. Yeah. Everything changed after you have food poisoning, stuff was going really bad with your gut, and then even through your pregnancy, you had a lot of just unpleasant issues, and then you joined a Facebook group, and there was all these groups on Facebook where you felt these are my people, they can relate because they have gut issues and IBS and all that. And then you, you one day, you finally were just had it. You were feeling quote unquote emotional post baby and you couldn't have your favorite chocolate chip cookies and you just enough is enough and you start crying. And your husband, who's a wonderful, perfect husband, <laughs> decided, said, you know what? What if we just get a bunch of scientists and people to create the perfect chocolate chip cookies for you so my wife can finally one day be happy again because happy wife, happy life. So then you got all those people together, including your GI doctor who is, is I can't pronounce the word. What is Gastrointestinal, that? Gastrointestinal, but you're Gastrointestinal yeah. doctor. And you guys came up with the perfect chocolate chip cookie. And then you said, you know what? I must share this with my Facebook friends. You shared it with your Facebook friends and the next morning you woke up and you had over 800 orders. Is that correct? Literally nailed it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're a really good listener. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. So, um, so then what happened? The name of the company was Cringing. It was IB Simple, which I thought was so good. At the time. I was like, this is the best name for a company. IB Simple. Okay. IB Simple. Um, so we're making hundreds of these bars in the kitchen, our little LA apartment. Like my husband's putting on a hairnet. We're going to like four in the morning every night making these bars. And then it just becomes very obvious. And again, this is like the classic entrepreneur story where you're like, this is a business. And not only does this deserve to be a business, but I want to put my full time effort attention into this business. So we did that. I went and raised venture capital. Can you explain to people what venture capital is? So if and when you want to start a company, you generally need capital to do it. Lots of ways to get there. So you don't always have to go the capital route. And in in our case, it was we wanted to build something really big. And the goal was build something really big that eventually gets acquired by an even bigger company. And generally, if that's the path, you're going to need capital to do it. And we certainly did. And that was our goal. We really believe that Belly Welly deserves to be a platform brand in many aisles in the grocery store. And again, with a goal that big, you probably need capital or fancy way of saying money behind you. 
Venture capital comes from groups of people with money to invest in businesses, and angel investors are individuals with money to invest in in businesses or companies. And the people that invest is basically they're taking a risk on you because there's a large potential that they may never get their money back, correct? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between... Oh, so, okay, so an angel investor or just individual investors as in... Right? You could be an angel investor. Right. I could be an angel versus investor. Versus yeah. a, a large company business that invests in you. So how much did you guys raise? So initially we raised $5 million with, from angel investors. So usually you raise from a fund or or fancy of saying venture capital later. You usually start with angel investors. So again, those are those individuals that have money to invest in small or sometimes large companies. And five million is pretty common, I would say, to it's start It's kind of what you need. I really say that hesitantly because I think there's a lot of different ways to get to the end goal, but... But also the reason she needed her and her husband needed capital was because a she explained in the beginning how when they were created this company they were planning on making it big enough that aside from putting it in various stores they wanted to the goal was to sell it eventually and secondly this is a tangible product meaning you can touch it it's you can see it versus somebody out there if you are starting a business and it has to do with online sales or your product is yourself and you're writing or whatever it is then you won't need that venture capital and you won't need the five million dollars to start they they need to create products which is why they also needed that and also estimating how much your company is worth so when you have more capital in your company then somebody decides that your company is worth more right totally so capital and raising money sounded incredibly intimidating to me to be honest that sounded like this like what i'm not like i can't raise and it's not because i'm self-deprecating it just sounds really hard and complicated Mm -hmm. we actually had a crazy story and kind of an interesting entrance into raising capital so i feel like i should tell i actually never really tell this but it's really interesting and i think it's really empowering for anyone who wants to do this or even like doesn't even know if they want to but thinks it's kind of kind of interesting so we knew we had this product that was selling like crazy we knew there was a need and we knew kind of how to make the product but the things we had to solve was hey how do you make this product at scale we needed to make it in what's called a co-man which is a factory that makes products by the hundreds of thousands right we also needed marketing dollars we needed to put the actual goods at distribution centers who could ship out our products. So I won't get into the, but lots of capital required just to even get started in this right. business in the way we were approaching it. So when you first created and on and to sell to your friends on Facebook, what did you guys use to wrap your chocolate cookies in? We reached out, I found a random printing company and I said, could you just make me, we thought we were gonna sell like 10 at a time. So I said, can you make me a hundred labels? <laughs> Got it. We're still in touch with him. He still does special projects for us. Like if we make a really pretty box for a celeb, he still does it. So he's been in our like lives now for many years. Just his role has very much changed. Obviously, we get our packaging now at scale. But I mentioned I used to be a matchmaker. I used to get incredible matches from LinkedIn for some of my clients, to be honest. So my LinkedIn messages are hilarious. And so I don't actively matchmake anymore, but I still have like 10 to 15 clients that I keep forever and they're friends and I do it for fun and for free. So one of I was matching one of these clients. I reached out to a guy on LinkedIn and he was older. This client was older. She was looking for someone kind of older and he was at Clorox, which is a big CPG company. So Clorox owns cleaning products, but they also own like 
like Burt's Bees. Oh, cool. Huge, huge, huge company. But I didn't notice that. I just was like, oh, this guy's a great catch. So I reached out and I wrote him my LinkedIn message, which was like, hey, this is random. I'm a matchmaker. I'm actually reaching out to you to have a match for someone. And he wrote back and he's like, look, not in a place for matchmaking right now, but um, I had put on my LinkedIn what I was up to, like starting a company. He's like, but love to hear more about the company that you're starting to build. Which was really nice. I was like, wow, that's so interesting that this like really important person is trying to fuck you. <laughs> now I know for sure he wasn't because he's oh. actually a great friend. But <laughs> but I normally would have potentially potentially gone there too. Just so <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a it's not a bad thought. He gets on the phone with me and he's like, here's my idea. And I I probably sounded so inarticulate. I was like, yeah, we're just doing this thing with like it's called I be simple and they're like bars for I be. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. He's like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back. I want you to create a deck, which is, for those who don't know, a fancy name for a PowerPoint and presents your idea. It's like the modern day business plan. Go build a deck, present me with your idea. And I didn't even know I was going to raise money. Like I didn't even know how to even talk about that yet. Right. And he said, and come back to me and present me your deck. And I said, okay, like that sounds crazy. So I did exactly what he said. And the following week I presented him this deck and he said, great. I'm in for $200,000. And I was like, wait, sorry, what? You want to, like, you're investing in me? He's like, yeah, you got this. And he did. And from that point forward, I mean, honestly, it became somewhat. So then you use that deck to then start to present to other angel investors. Yes. And that investor that I just mentioned, he continues to be one of our biggest support. He has come in at every single round we've raised. I still talk to him once a week and riff on packaging ideas with him. He ended up being the coolest investor ever but he just believed like we just got it was just that one person you just needed that one person to believe in you to believe in you he kind of explained to you what to do and after that you kind of okay this is actually possible this can happen yes so the first part that this was possible could happen was the facebook group with 800 people wanting the cookies then after that the angel investors so then how did you find your other angel investors so honestly one thing led to another so I should start by saying I did come with a network because I used to be a matchmaker in the among like entrepreneurs and entertainers. So I definitely had a network to draw from. But even with that said, once you've got one believer, it's really easy to get more believers. So having Michael behind us, right, meant that now we seemed a little bit more credible. And so it made the next check that much easier. And we were just really lucky. We got some incredible people around the table early on. How long did it take you to raise five million dollars? About a year. Okay, that's that's really good to know because when you were explaining it, my brain was like, oh wow, that actually sounds, you know, she got lucky, they had a good product and then everything just happened so fast. I think it's so nice to know, okay, this is a process, you can't just give up. And it took a whole year to raise the $5 million capital that you started with to really go further. And like you get so much rejection, which doesn't, I came into this shameless because I was a matchmaker and you're used to being like, you go up to anyone and everyone mm-hmm. so that doesn't bother me but like if you you get thick skin fast okay so <laughs> people t- rip apart your idea they're like that's never gonna work i remember the founder of a very very big brand it's still a really really big food brand i'm not gonna say who or what the brand is but she took a call with me and she was like that will never work that's a terrible business and it's a terrible idea and i remember being like you it takes everything not to be like what how did you feel after she said that 
I think like fired up like okay I'm gonna like it's gonna be an amazing like I'll show you <laughs> good so yeah, you like- believe so much in your own product that because I actually had this conversation two days ago with my friend on her podcast and I said I think I genuinely believe that the difference between a winner and no offense a loser is that we all go through the same stuff, same obstacles, same rejections. But the difference is, what do you do after you get rejected? Some of us give up. And I've had those times when I didn't believe in myself, so I gave up immediately. Or you say, no, F this person, I will prove them wrong. So it's amazing that you believed in yourself so much that you said, no, I know I have something here. Also like a little bit satisfying which is like not the point this is like this is like <laughs> this is not going high but that same person i saw that same person at a conference recently and she didn't remember that she had talked to me shut up and so she came up and she's like i love this business this is, i'm such a fan I would love to have you on a panel this is so awesome what you're building and it like took everything in me not to be like you were so mean to me in the beginning and actually you know what no she wasn't even mean she wasn't even unfair she was honest she just rejected me that's so interesting it is crazy though in business in general how it really is true and they say it's not personal nothing really is ever personal that's the only way you'll be able to get through creating a business or being in entertainment and so on is that you just have to understand these people don't look at you as a person they look at you as a product can you sell this product for me can i make money off of you if i can't make money off of you goodbye then a few months later they look at you again can i make money off of this person yes okay let me suddenly open the door to them and you have to just remove your ego from a lot of these things the other it's so exactly right and the other part of this it's my favorite piece of advice. Every time someone's like, what's your favorite piece of advice? I give this piece of advice and it sounds so mean, but I love it because I think it's the most true. It's it actually will help you, which is you don't get points for effort in the real world. You wow. don't. You don't. And so like I, I think about that every day and I love it. Like to me, that's really empowering because guess what? No one cares that you tried really hard or like no one cares that like you worked really hard in your kitchen to build this business and it's really awesome. Like, does it sell? Wow, that's is it so work- sad. Is it working? Like, okay, yeah. if it's not, no one cares. Honestly, I mean, I find like that drives me. Um, in the but, you can apply that cross industry. It's not like specific to snacks or even business. It's like in general, if we're being honest, in the real world, you don't get points for effort. I agree. That's uh, yeah. You should give yourself points for effort. Yes, you know. Yes, but you're right with others yes, that's and very with true. the business. If you don't have the final product or you don't have exactly the outcome they were looking for, yeah, you're right. You don't Can get points. Always so do have more. To take on someone else. Yeah. What a sad reality. <laughs> <laughs> but also exciting though, because it means like you can always do more. Like I think you so can- exciting because you can also just give up. <laughs> <laughs> very true you can also just you can also give up that's very true (laughs) okay so aside from getting loads of rejections and getting used to being rejected is there any other moments or challenges that one of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome when you were creating belly welly yeah so i like i didn't quite get there but so we raised five million dollars all with the intent of launching like we were we had been running the ivy simple kitchen business learned a lot but the real official launch of the business where it converted to belly welly thank goodness wait when did you first create the, to the facebook group to make those snacks 2019 2020 great so her product was officially launched in mid 2021 so that means we have a two-year gap 
Totally. Where we were like... I did my research. Yeah, You really did. I'm so impressed. Thank you. <laughs> so we... Words of affirmation is one of my love languages. That's me where too. I'm like fishing for them. I'm like, me I did too. my research. You're like, you did good. I'm like, thanks so much, dad. My daddy issue. Sorry. Go on. I apologize. I'm a words of affirmation too. So yeah, no, exactly right. And so we were getting ready to officially launch the 2021 launch. Now that's where we are. Two really tough things happened in this period. One, like the like bigger, more obvious was I had gotten pregnant with our second baby throughout this first half of 2021. And while I was so excited, like I always wanted more than one child, I was not ready to be like, right. to do it again. But I also was like worried about telling investors I was pregnant because raising money while pregnant is not the easiest thing. I don't care what anyone says, like we've come a long way, but it's not. And a lot of people, is it's kind of the same way. And um, my sister works for a large law firm. And the minute someone gets pregnant, like it's hush hush and no one will say this out loud, but people look at you and they say, yes. okay, that person's not gonna get promoted or and they're not gonna move up in the company because so it's, I think it's probably- Same thing. They're the like, same oh, thing I'm not gonna give that person investment. money. To- they're, okay, they're not serious. Exactly. Which so I didn't tell anyone and it was also easy to do it because it was like COVID, you know, so I was like doing right. a lot of Zoom meetings. So I didn't tell anyone. And then what I was like six months pregnant. I think everyone knows like you're pregnant for nine months and six months my water broke. I know. So that's really early for like those who haven't had kids or that's super bad early. <laughs> so that happened. We'd also just moved to Orange County from L.A. that night. So we go to the hospital give birth and then I had a like one in a million complication and ended up hemorrhaging and they had to do an emergency hysterectomy to save my life. Wow. So we launched, but we did launch the business on time the next day. From what? The, from, <laughs> from the hospital bed. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was nuts. So we... So you uh, were rushed to the hospital to give birth, a premature pregnancy at six months and you had a complication where you're bleeding out. Yeah. You had that surgery that night and still the next day you guys launched your business. Yes, which wow. the big asterisk on this, the caveat is like, that is not that when I when I explain it now, like maybe at that time I was like, this is badass. When I explain it now, I'm like, I actually think that was just like probably dealing with trauma in the moment. Like right. I do not recommend, like I do not think that's heroic or badass now. I think that's probably someone not knowing what else to do and then like that's how you <laughs> i guess you're so right that actually makes sense because to me my first thought was that's insane that's so cool that is badass but that is also part of the culture where we forget yes. to take care of ourselves and you can't be everything for everyone else if you're nothing for yourself and you're right so much happened in one night and yeah. our human brains are not able to process a lot of trauma immediately and that that is definitely what happened your reaction yes. and your husband's reaction to trauma was okay let we have to just if we continue if we stay organized and continue the process yes. what we have to do everything will be fine and work out versus my wife almost died or is our child going to be okay the business makes so much sense yes i think you're spot on and it's like controlling what you can control in a situation where everything's out of control exactly. it's like kind of the diet yeah. my like self-diagnosis for it now i'm like it's so clear what was happening at the time it was like i was like together my husband's the really sensitive emotional one of the two of us well actually no we both have moments but he was really like he was finding this very challenging I mean, you cried over cookies yeah I'm do, very no no touche 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 he was like whoa i think he was recognizing how crazy the situation was and i was like 
telling him our Google passwords as the doctor was telling us to say goodbye to each other, like potentially for good. So I was like, here's how we're going to launch the business tomorrow. And he's like, so I 10 out of 10 do not think that's the goal or the aim or we should like glorify that glorify not taking care of ourselves and focusing more money in business but it also makes sense why you guys did what you did it was it's just a human habit to try to be in control of something when when everything else feels out of control that's something i would do and everyone deals with trauma differently but it makes sense how long were you in the hospital for a long time so we actually okay. so um our little one was in the hot she was in the NICU for a really long time she's also fine by the way I should always start with that she's like crushing life she's totally healthy and fine but you um, had a daughter yeah Your we second two. child was a daughter two girls yeah okay amazing and how long Veda Veda uh, yeah and so not belly welly <sighs> your first I was, one should have been belly your belly second one should have been like, welly <laughs> So we actually did a TikTok as a joke once and said that we renamed our kids and like pretended to do birth certificates and like TikTok flipped out at us. They were like, you you cannot do that. I'm like, guys, I would never do that. But anyways, no, her name is Veda. And okay, so that was hard. But then what happened when we first launched, we actually never really told the story, not on purpose, but I'm realizing as I talk about it. So when we were running our business from the kitchen, we had these like incredible handcrafted bars because we were obviously making them by hand. Well, when you scale and like make them out of factory, everything has to change. Right. Like it or not. Like the ingredients you use, you cannot make your handcrafted bars and sell them, you know, and make them by the hundreds of thousands with the same recipe. So we got caught up in like scale. Like we fell for that whole thing. We're like, yeah, we're going to like use like more efficient ingredients. We stopped listening to the community for a minute and it showed. So when we first launched Belly Welly, like that week where I was literally in the hospital on my laptop, (laughs) it was really not a cute scene. We launched the bars. Honestly, we had only like tasted them a couple of times because things had been a little chaotic. So we launched and like comments come flooding in that they hate the bars. Wow. And we were like, what? Well, we had changed the sweetener. So we had like got, again, got caught up in not listening to the community, which had gotten us that far. And like started to do things that we thought were like what you do in business. Mm -hmm. And we had said like, oh, no one wants sugar. So let's take out all the sugar and put in stevia instead. Although our previous like original bars had been made with a little bit of sugar. Not a lot of sugar, but a little bit of sugar. And so when they launched, well, it turns out everyone hates stevia. That's my takeaway. (laughs) Like... I'm sure there's some really great stevia products out there, but we... Unless, of course, stevia ever wants to sponsor my podcast yeah, and I love, we love stevia. stevia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but lesson learned, no one likes it. So people were like pissed. People were trying the bars. They're like, these are gross. What are these? God, what a week you were having. It was not a good week. And so... But also, thank you so much for your honesty and admitting uh, the fact that this is what... Ha- this is very common. People get bigger is they stop listening to the consumer or they stop listening to the community the reason they got big and it always bites them in the ass. It will fail every time, yeah. 100%, but at least you were honest about it because it's something a lot of people won't admit and at least obviously you did something about it. Oh, we're uh, we're like too honest, I think. (laughs) So we have these like bad bars. I'm crying. I'm like, this is just, this is really hard. And 
when you're making things at scale, it's not as easy as like the next batch will take out stevia. It's actually like pretty complicated. You have batching sheets and formulations and it's... And you're depending on other people to oh, make yeah. everything it's properly. It's not just like, let's switch it up tonight. As a control freak, I dislike You can imagine like you're like luck and you're in a hospital, like you're like on an IV, like you can't even do anything about it. So that following week i made a promise to myself and it's one i've like very proud that i've kept there's plenty of other things i've done wrong but i've never ever ever compromised on that promise which was i will take everything the community says and like that's how we're going to run this business it's because guess what i don't know i thought i'd be simple was a cute name like i actually don't know i got i'm good at making shit happen but Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't necessarily know what everyone i mean i don't think to a point most founders do. I think you get it to a point and then I really believe that you should be leaning into the community. They're the ones buying your product. I agree. I think I think that is one of the keys to being successful is caring and listening to the community. Even even if you don't if even if your product is selling yourself, I that's one of the reasons I think my business continues to grow and do well because I'm always doing my best to listen to what other people like and what makes other people happy. And whenever I've had moments when I got obsessed with growing my following or with the fame of it when I first created Daddy Issues, that is usually the moments where I'm not satisfied. I feel like I lost myself. I don't know what my purpose is. Things are not going well. And then when I switch it up and I care again about the community, I care about what other people think, how to make other people happy. It's just the joy that comes with it. And then everything just grows naturally. A hundred percent. I like see that every time we do something like it's exactly you're exactly right. It's that's exactly what we keep finding. So that day I was like, look, we're going to rebuild this and we're doing we're we're going to pause and we're just going to listen. And that's what we did. So I from I've never missed a day. Um, It's like one of the things I'm most proud of from that day forward. I've emailed with 50 customers a day. I never do less. Wow. Personally, email with 50 customers a day. And I have never, ever, ever, never let anyone else answer a customer service email, which I have to change at some point. But I answer every single one. I can't see how we would build a business without that. So at that point, we were like, look, <laughs> throw in the stevia bars and let's let's start again and let's talk to the community and build something because we couldn't build our kitchen bars. Like, to be honest, it was they were too handmade and crafted. Like we still had to make something that you could scale. But I was like, look, let's start from scratch and build something that people actually want. And that's what we did. And so, so what did you change in the product from what you had the first week? This is how we approached the product. As a consumer, when I was struggling with these gut issues, there was nothing that spoke to me. And this is this was echoed in the Facebook groups. When you're talking about gut health, you either get really medicinal, so it's like pills, which have a place in the world, or you almost like go the other way and it's like fart jokes. In other words, there's nothing down the middle, which like uses, and like, I'm a fan of both of those things. Right. But I wanted something in the middle, which was like, I want a cute snack. The like uses the word bloat, but belongs in my pantry, not my medicine cabinet and like gets me. I'm like proud to pull it out of my purse. I don't want like. Uh. Does it help you go to the bathroom? So I'll get to that. So it's so the first part of it was like, I want it to be safe, which when you're like dealing with gut issues, half of what you're looking for is just like, I want something that's not going to hurt me. I had started to get weird with food. I was like over controlling what I was eating because I was starting to associate some foods with like, that's going to make me feel gross. And so I was like limiting what I was eating it like borders on disordered eating because you're like so aware of how food 
is making you feel. So I was like, I need to feel like I could eat a hundred of these and still be fine. So that meant taking out things that irritate your stomach, gluten and dairy. Big caveat here. Gluten and dairy are not bad for you. I actually don't believe in saying like, this is bad. This is good ever, but they tend to be irritants if you're sensitive. So again, gluten and dairy are not bad for you, but I wanted them out of these bars. Then I wanted fiber. I have this whole rant on the fact that I think fiber is the new sexy health trend because it actually works. It actually does. Fiber makes you go to the fiber does so much more than just that. But yes, like I have like become obsessed with fiber and I think fiber is going to have its big moment because it it actually you think fiber is going to have its big moment. Fiber is going to have a big moment. (laughs) Okay, because okay, 2024 is the year of the fiber. Fiber sexy. Um. No, it's because people think fiber makes good, which of course it does, but it actually is, it helps motility. So like motility doesn't just mean like straight to diarrhea. It's like the speed at things, the speed that things move through our system. Got it. And good gut motility, which again, doesn't mean like, doesn't mean like diarrhea, just means like it moves as fast as it should be moving, leads to better skin leads to better energy, leads to better sleep. Like it's gut motility is actually this problem, like this, the root of a lot of bad things. It's crazy how a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't understand how much what you put in your body affects all these other things, including, cause a lot of us think, oh, gut issues just mean your stomach gets sick. And we don't realize it also can affect your skin, whether you have acne or oh, not, and all this yes. color, this coloring of your yes. face. And how tired you are throughout the day yes. also has to do what you put in your stomach. And I'm sure maybe a lot of people are saying, they're like, I knew this, obviously. I didn't. So for me, everything I was putting in my body, I'm like, well, I don't have IBS, so I'm fine. But then at one point I was getting acne and discoloring on my face. I was constantly super tired, not understanding why. And I was getting enough sleep and it had to do with what I was digesting. So you nailed a point that I think is so big on gut health. And I would feel this way even if I didn't have a gut health company, which is like people think, oh, if I don't have gut issues, I'm fine. You're so right. It, it's like optimizing for most Americans. And it's not even our fault. It's like the diet that... America, it's like what we have available to us, the stuff that's in our food, we're like probably not very gut healthy. Mm -hmm. And optimizing that, even if it's not in a bad place, it's just not great. It is like, you can spend all you want on skincare. You just fix your gut or you just spend 20% more effort fixing your gut, probiotics, like all the things that, that contribute to microbiome diversity. You notice like almost an overnight difference honestly yeah that's very true it's so it's like the true oh my gosh i feel like i stopped caring about expensive skincare when i was like oh if i just like do these three things for my gut it's the same as buying- and drink a lot of water which i'm oh, really bad at i'm really bad at too i like can't even pretend okay to- but your yeah. snack it's small but then it must be the fight the fiber because it's it feels filling i don't know how to yes. explain it in english terms but something about it is really filling so it must be is it the fiber so that was intentional i did not want to make another protein bar i love protein bars okay i have a million that i like the world has enough in my opinion that wasn't the goal the goal was to be a snack that keeps you full that's not like 20 grams of protein where you're like i feel like heavy after that Mm -hmm. it's to keep you full and it's to give you probiotics so all of us should get more probiotics like period there's no one that's an exception to that rule we just don't get enough right now and like the way again 
food is sourced, what's on our food. Mm -hmm. And so not only is it safe, you can have a million of these and it will never hurt your stomach or make you feel gross or make you feel bloated, but it is going to actually help your gut microbiome. So if you do nothing else, and most of us are not doing anything on a regular basis to get more probiotics in our diet, just eat a couple of these and you've already done, you've done more than you were doing. Yeah. That's, so that's amazing. That's how I looked at it. What ways do you envision Belly Welly impacting people's lives beyond the physical yeah. health and especially concerning their confidence and quality of life? Good question. Um, I really like that question. The really obvious answer is, I think, you know, it gives you a community and a place where this is, you feel seen and heard and it's normalized. I think the other part that's important to me is a company who's being honest so like i am an open book probably too much so so much so that i say look the color of this packaging is not working you guys i need help i want it to feel like a group effort i don't want it to feel like there's this huge separation between company and customer Mm -hmm. i want it to feel like we're building a company next to a bunch of friends and i want this to feel like it belongs to the community not me so i think that's something i really want to be able to do as even as we grow Right. What has people's consumers feedback has been since you change the ingredients after the first week when you got bad feedback? So people are obsessed with the bars like that has always been the the easy part since we committed to making an incredible product that Mm -hmm. what's continued to be really challenging and it still is, is the positioning. So. You know, what What builds a community is talking about things like IBS, right? Like hot girls have IBS. Our hot girls have IBS campaign was like viral and it worked. So yeah, she did a campaign, hot girls have IBS, and she also created, it was on a billboard, right? Mm-hmm. And it went viral. Many billboards. <laughs> yeah. Many billboards. I've seen it before too. How did you come up with the idea to put on billboards? At what point did you do that? Was it after your launch? Yes. Yeah. And it was really early on because again, part of the mission was like, how do we make this cool? How do we talk about gut issues in a cool way? And I mean, so I've I, seen the on, t- on shirts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We saw the merch. Like, it's yeah. crazy that you're the one that came up with it. <laughs> like, were- I'm actually, I was really shocked when I did research on you yeah. and I saw that part. I was like, are you joking? Because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you hear a word or a sentence and you have, okay, for example, that's hot, which Paris Hilton said she started, or maybe she... No, she actually did because she trademarked it. So it's the same thing when you go back to the original source. So I've yeah, seen like, hot girls have IBS so much, but I it was crazy when I finally found the source, which started with you. Like how iconic is that? We did trademark it. I did not think you trademarked I, it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think I'd be 32 with the hot girls have IBS trademark. That's but here so we are. cool. So I mean, I wish this was a really fancy story, but it was literally me driving down Sunset in LA and looking at billboards and thinking like why are these so boring? Like they're all for watches, first of all. Why okay. are there so many watch billboards? And two, they like always look the same. They have this big silver watch with like a navy blue background. And I was like, does anyone buy watches because of these billboards? So my first thought was like, can someone just spice up billboards and like make these pink or something? And then my next thought was like, wait, could I, could we get a billboard? And then my next thought was, it was in the wake of the like hot girls have insert stigmatized subject on tiktok you know like hot girls have acne hot girls have i can't i've never seen any of the other ones except the ibs one well that's great it means that we made it out of the (laughs) 10 so that was a thing and i was like man what if we could put hot girls have ibs on a billboard and make it pink so i pulled over to the side of the road and i googled billboard people 
And I called the first number on the list and I was like, can I make a billboard that says hot girls have IBS in LA? And they laughed. They were like, I mean. For the right money, you can do anything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like the LA answer. And I was like, they were like, we'll send you some options. I was like, I have like no budget. I mean, I. You had no budget for Sunset? For those listening. I had $7,000, which is, I'm not. That's really low for that's Sunset. That's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of money. It's just like a very little budget for out of home. Not even Sunset, for just like any billboard. Yeah, the average, my friend had a billboard on yeah. Third Street a year, no, two years ago on Third Street and something else and Beverly potentially if those cross each other yeah. or whatever. And that was, and she got a, instead of 30,000, she paid like 15,000. And on Sunset, I think, don't quote me on this, but for my memory with friends who I know own billboards or the building or whatever it was, it, I think it's average on Sunset. 100,000 plus, yeah. 30% the lowest because you got a discount to 150,000. Like when you see Kylie Jenner's For billboard sure. on a really main street, she paid around 150,000. Or more, yeah. So you had $7,000 to work Which with. Which is like laughable for for out of yeah. home. Um, out of home is what is the name for like billboard advertising, truck advertising, anything that's like out of home. Okay. <laughs> so they sent me some options and I luckily knew LA really well. So I like spent the whole night on Google Maps. Like this one could be kind of cool. This one could be kind of cool. Well, we just got the perfect billboard somehow. It was in West LA for those who know LA. And what street? it's, I don't even remember, Olympic. It was on Olympic. Okay. And so it's like a through street. It was also weirdly visible from the 405. Oh, I don't amazing. know how anyone missed that. So we said yes. We got them creative. For 7,000? Yes. Okay. For 30 days. So three days later, I drove by and there was a line of 20 girls taking a photo in front of the billboard. And I was like, wait, what? what? And I remember I was like, this is that moment. Obviously, it's exciting from a brand perspective that it worked. But I, I really remember thinking, this is so cool that they're all talking to each other right now. They're like, they're all in their group chats and they're talking to each other and they're bonding. And this the met, like matchmaker in me who loves to like bring people together was just so happy about it. I just was right. so happy. And so once we knew it worked, we did, we did them everywhere. Yeah. Wow. So, how many did you end up doing? We've probably done 25 now. Yeah. Well, ironically, the one that's worked the least well. So we've found that our secret sauce is we put them places where people can stop and take a selfie in front of them. Because if you see it, and you have a friend who has gut issues. And statistically, we all have many friends with gut issues. You are putting it in a group chat. Right. You are. It's just like, it's a it's like, it's like a viral, it just works, you know? Mm. When we did our times, we got like kind of greedy and we did a Times Square billboard and it was the least successful one we've had because we didn't stay true to what we know, which is like do them in side streets or places where it's people unexpected stop. Yes. yeah unexpected people can also stop and take a picture in times square you're with like all the noise it, like there's a million cool funny crazy billboards and so again lesson listen do what you do it do what actually works don't so i guess maybe times square was more in a way to be look how big we are yeah for yourselves got greedy Vers yeah. yeah versus but that that is so interesting because you're right that's such a good point and that kind of makes you think how important the placement of anything is because you would think it would need to be in you think you would need to spend $150,000 in a in a busy street for someone to see but you're right if people can't stop because it's so dangerous while you're driving to try like I get actually 
fiercely irritated when I'm driving on Sunset and there's movie promotions, but there's a lot of writing. Because yes. I'm like, are you trying to kill us? Yes. Like, can you not? Because what if someone tries to read that and they get in a car accident? It irritates me. And I never really am able. And then there's so many billboards, so I'm not able to really catch Anyway, so you're right. It's like in an area where people are not expecting it. So smart, genius. I, I mean, that. we figured it out over time. It wasn't yeah. like we just got we got really lucky on the first one. And what I say about out of home too is, it only works with the right campaign. And so this was magic because, I think sometimes the takeaway, I've had some other founders call and say like, oh, that's great that it worked for you. I might do one. And here's the shocking billboard we're gonna do. Shock value doesn't necessarily work because okay if you see a shocking billboard right like i don't even know like i love anal yeah exactly you're gonna chuckle to yourself or you'll be like huh but you're not sending that to the group chat because it's not like hot girls of ibs is relatable because you you're you like complain about stomach issues to your friends right so it's that thing that's all funny but it's also something you're gonna send to any friend who's ever complained about their stomach yeah ache. it's it makes sense when i was creating merch for daddy issues a few years ago and things were selling really well I, I decided to take a step further and i based on the memes that were doing well i said oh i should put on a shirt or a mug and I, it was vulgar stuff and that was the least sales from those so vulgar interesting stuff because no one actually wants to wear the shirt so interesting that they're sending to their friends secretly in a dm so so interesting exactly that's so true how important it is to kind of figure it out. has to be like the know. right activation just because you have like a so my takeaway on billboards is billboards are incredible if you've got the right campaign. If you don't, I think they fall flat. Like I think just putting a shocking billboard. Was your website on the billboard somewhere? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, we got smart about that. The first one didn't have anything. It just had like our little logo. So like people loved it. They didn't know it was us. So. Oh, oh my God. That's so funny. So you're seeing it. We got and... way smarter over time. Yeah. Now it actually like has a picture of our bars. But No, but it's good because that's the honesty of people. Any business that you have, it's the trial and errors of figure. And you figure, okay, I'll figure out next time. Okay, now I know better and so on. Until and you if perfect it's too it. branded, what the other part that we've right. had to learn is like, then again, we got greedy at one point and we were like, oh, let's put a te like a phone number on there so you can text us for like free bars or free coupons. No, it starts to feel too brandy and like no one wants to take a photo in front of that anymore. Jeez, so when much money invested. <laughs> okay, we messed it up with this billboard. Yeah. All right, in 30 days, we'll come up with Exactly. Else. So That's it's crazy. like, we did figure it out eventually. So now when you see them, you'll know there was like a lot of... <laughs> a lot of okay, talent. if Belly Welly had a theme song, what would it be? That's such a good question. I'm a really bad with music because I'm one mm -hmm. of those people that just listens to the song and not, this is so bad. This is like going to make me hated. I don't really listen to lyrics or if it, remember the song names. I'm just like a beat person. Okay, what's your beat? That's why I'm like, love Taylor Swift, but I don't, I probably don't appreciate as much as everyone else because I'm not like tuning into the lyrics for some mm -hmm. reason. Um, oh, I'm like, I'm like pop EDM, like. So EDM? Like club music, but 24-7. Wow, that's intense. So that's a theme song to Belly Welly, just nonstop EDM or club probably, music at 7 a.m. It's probably true. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, luckily I'm married to someone who like appreciates really like good quality yeah. music. So we like have I would think I would I would attach it to classical music because it's calming just the same way it soothes and calms your stomach. 
I love that. I wish Thanks. I was a calming person. I am not a com- I am the opposite of a calming person. I am like a let's go all the time. Let's I don't know. It's I probably have ADHD, but that's it's just like how I roll. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> Since you said you interact so much with your community and all the people, do you have a a story that one of your consumers shared that how much belly welly helped throughout their daily routine or something that really helped their gut issues honestly so it sounds like so arrogant but so many like true like and i that I is think so arrogant I'm it kidding. really is i i think this is true for anyone that's running a business is you one i'm like a more grateful consumer now if there's brands i really like i reach out and tell them because i forget how much it means like unless it's a huge brand they don't care i do that too and they never respond but maybe it's because it's a huge brand Rude. i always think people want i mean it only happened once or twice i guess other ones respond but like i always think that with brands or with people in general if i like their content or i like what someone's You're selling nice i love telling people because i think it's important for people to remember please tell me if anyone is listening and they love it please tell me because it really means a lot to me i have like tried to do it more to for brands because people I think as a consumer, you forget that like oftentimes it is just another person on the other side of it, like trying really hard. Mm -hmm. So yeah, one that one that just like gets you pulls like definitely makes you. It's a sad one. Is a mom said. um, So I actually learned later that a lot of patients going through chemo or like post recovery from cancer who've gone through chemo have a lot of really terrible gut issues. Wow. So one mom let us know that um, her eight year old was going through chemo and could not have anything. Yeah. And oh. so we like, and the bars were the, the thing that this eight year old looked forward to every single oh. day, which is just like gets you. So um, we sent hundreds of bars and the other thing we did, which I don't, I'm not saying this to say, oh, we did a great job. I just think it's really important as a business and I think everyone should do it, which is your products are great. Your story's great. That's fine. That's, that's do it, you know, send a million bars. But like forge relationships outside of your product. Mm-hmm. Not, for, not, not for the sake of your business, not for the sake of growing your business, but because like, honestly, we're just selling bars. Like I don't take ourselves too seriously. We're just selling bars human connection is like what drives the world in my opinion like human connection is really what matters most when you run a business one of the fortunate things you have access to is more human connection than you had before right like you have access to a lot of humans and it gives you a chance to have like a lot of human connection so sometimes they just take off the belly belly hunt i think like that's great that they love our bars i don't care about that right now like what would i do if this was just another human Mm -hmm. because customers are just humans and right. so you just have this opportunity to tap into people's lives that you didn't have before. So we still stay in touch. Um, that child is still going through chemo and is having wow. is a really difficult fight. And um, we send gift baskets every month, but not of belly belly bars. Sometimes it's belly belly bars, but just other things. Oh, that's really nice of you. That's really Because sweet. I don't think it should always be about plugging your product. I agree. Yeah. Although everyone should subscribe to my podcast. It's almost adult. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that kidding. too, yeah. What's, what's a question that no one has ever asked you that you kind of wish they did so then you can talk about it? I think it's far more interesting to talk about what's hard and like what's not working than it is to talk sometimes about like why it's so amazing and it's all working really well. Like I find it more interesting to hear about why businesses are struggling or what they're having a hard time with 
or like what they're nervous about than it is like what are you nervous about i'm nervous that the pink on our boxes is too hardcore (laughs) that's my honest answer it's like i built a brand that's like a reflection of my personality which is like pink and sparkles edm edm 24 (laughs) hours a day and sometimes i'm like should we have a neon pink box like should it be all neon pink like i don't think it's too much i really okay i like that opinion you like it yeah, I never once looked at it and I said, oh, it's hurting my eyes. It's not that neon. It's not that bad at all. It, it, I like, like it. it. I think it's pretty. I think it, it, it gra- um, attention grabbing. That's good. Sometimes I'm like, does that feel too far from healthy? Because our bars are really healthy. Interesting. Right. That's like Because a- the bars are actually really healthy. They're actually healthier than many of the things out there. But when you see a pink sparkly box, do you know that? Like, I don't I don't actually know the answer to that. They're selling really well, so that's great. But it's something that concerns me as we get bigger. Like, should we still, does that feel too young? I guess you can always do surveys and things like that. Oh, I that do surveys depend. daily. Like, my poor community and my poor friends. Like, they are like, stop asking me questions. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's research behind it when it comes to food. I mean, there's so, people don't realize how much research goes behind oh everything. I mean, for example, McDonald's, the reason McDonald's has the colors yellow and red, it's not because they thought it was pretty, it's because they did a loads of research and the colors that they have at their McDonald's locations, it's an based on the research it said that people get irritated by those colors faster and they get up and leave faster so that's how they're able to have a business where people walk in and leave versus wanting to stay and hang out with your friends or with your family so which is actually true like right those colors are irritating they are aggressive so and it's like fluorescent in there you do not want to stay in there yeah so that that's what mcdonald's did for their research in order for people to kind of for the for it to be a fast food chain for it to be come and go type of food versus going to mcdonald's to sit down that's so interesting yeah and it makes sense because even if you want to paint your room because i did a whole feng shui thing when i bought my house and even if you want to paint your room red or anything like that you can't they discourage you from painting the whole room in red because then it makes people agitated faster and it will make people fight easier which is so interesting that is so interesting like even even with my podcast room i put a lot of thought into when i created this is my current podcast room but it's the coloring was green or blue and yellow like yellow helps creativity green uh green helps creativity blue helps people calm and then there's different colors that can help people feel want to open up faster it's just so so fascinating so it makes sense while you're thinking of your current pink box and while you're putting so much thought into that because even the product that even the product that you're putting your product into it matters it's crazy how how much everything actually does matter it really does it really does and it's like pink the reason you don't see it on shelves is because it's it's actually more of a chemical color like it's it's why you see it on pepto-bismol right it's a it's a so again so far so good but it's something that like weighs on my mind as we grow because it's a big choice like yeah it's a big choice to say like we're just a pink do you think what differentiates you um your current business booming and doing well and hopefully continue to do well versus a business that's failing going down is the community part do you think it's one of the biggest parts i think it's a couple things i think it's community and it's not just like throwing that word around i think that word gets thrown around a lot now Mm -hmm. it's like actually they actually decide everything we do so like we're building a we're we're about to launch another product i'm on my i 
think it's my 32nd survey with them about it. Wow. Like, it's probably overkill, honestly, but I'm now so scarred that, like, I do everything I do. I want them to decide. And that way, when it shows up on shelf, they're, everyone's excited and they're like, they helped build it with me. Um, so that. Two is I think we are agile and we don't have egos. So, like, I don't think I know. I don't yeah. ever think that. And I don't really care that I'm not the expert. I, yeah, I saw in an interview that you said... It's more important to build a smart business and to just have an epic, awesome story. Yeah. Like, again, no one, I mean, it's like my like cynical piece of favorite piece of advice. You don't get points for effort. Like no one cares about your cool story. Did you do, did you, did you build the epic business? Right. So I think we're just agile and we're good at, we're good at moving fast and like changing course. If we're like, this is the wrong path. Let's just do it differently. And I think we all we've like built a team where we're all just really honest. Like there's never hurt feelings. We're all just like we're just chill. Chill but like so excited to do this. Like right. so excited and to do it. And you're launching a new product, another yeah. flavor or just a completely different product. No, it's a different product. And again, it came from the community. So they wanted this product and actually initially I was like, eh, I'm not that excited about that. But this kept coming up. It's a powder. So it's a powder that's fiber probiotics electrolytes and collagen in mm -hmm. one and i'm now obsessed with it i'm like literally obsessed with it i'm so excited about it because i'm obsessed with when it when is it coming out it's gonna launch in a big retailer um actually i think i can share it's gonna launch target. in walmart we're in target now with our bars it's gonna launch in walmart i got it yeah. oh my gosh i guess it <laughs> it's really good it tastes yes. like spa water that's how, how it feels like to yeah. be a winner <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, is there anything you want to add that I potentially didn't ask you that you think is important? No, I think I think we covered a lot of great stuff. What what do you have advice for Belly Welly going forward? What's your advice for us? What what do you think we should do more of, and what do you think we should do less of? What do I think you should do more of? I mean, I think you definitely need to comp c continue listening to your community. Now that you mentioned the box. It did make me think, but then when you mentioned the Pepto Bismol, the coloring, and that helps your stomach, then it actually made sense the coloring. Then you were of your on box. back on track with pink. Yeah, because then that checked out. You're right, because then I would be thinking of Pepto Bismol. Oh, this can help my gut. Yeah. I can't think of telling you anything to do less of. I feel like you're doing everything right. I mean, your story is inspiring. Fingers crossed. You got a long way to go. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if I gave you like a whole list right now. I would love it. I would actually wrong. really love it. I'm one of those people who'd be like, you just love feedback. I love that feedback. way too. I really love feedback. Is there a, did you enjoy this interview? Could I have done anything better? I loved better? it. I think you're incredible. You, you're in the. What? <laughs> Stop. I think you're in the right job for you. Like it's perfect. Really? Yeah. Thank you. That's really nice. You're a really good listener. So I think, I think that um differentiate someone from being like good at this from being really great at this is you're Aww. actually listening and you're like you're doing the classic repeat back which is means you're actually listening thank you that's really nice that's thank really you. like a good life skill not even just in podcasting that's like a nice life skill right well i only have one ear to hear with because i'm deaf in my left ear so i really have to are listen. you really mm -hmm. yes wow you're yeah. really a good listener then uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I have to focus um okay so where can people find Belly Welly? Please buy them at Target. We just launched there and um, we're in the bar aisle and it's really, really, really pink. So tell me what you think when you go see them and you're like, is this too pink or is this the right amount of pink? Um, but Target 
if you're here, they're at Bristol Farms, they're at Gelson's. If you're in Texas, they're at H-E-B, they're at Sprouts. If you're an influencer, they're at Aloe Gym. Yeah. You can't <laughs> access if you're not an influencer. Oh, Delta Sky Clubs, randomly? Delta Sky Clubs, mm-hmm. also on Amazon. Is oh, it Amazon, not, yeah, is it still our there? website. Okay. Yeah, of course. On Amazon, yeah. on the website, bellywelly.com. We ship a lot to Aloe. Aloe runs through those things quick. I was going to say, yeah, they have a lot. Yeah, they have, they're like we discussed. They, they always have a sleeve with a few. That's great. Yeah. Thanks, Alo. <laughs> um, okay. And then where can people find you individually? Um, like me. Oh. Yes. Like Instagram. What's your address? I'm kidding. What's your Instagram <laughs> handle? Living in Orange County. Um, you can follow me personally at Katie Boston Wilson. You can follow Belly Welly Snacks. Um, you can also email me. Like I said, I answer every single email. So and like, you're also launching a podcast for me, soon? If you have feedback for me, we are launching a podcast soon. Um, it's the Hot Girls Have podcast. So we're going <laughs> to deal with a different stigmatized women's health issue every week, which I'm oh, so excited about. Okay, that makes sense. We have a common friend. And yeah. And he told me about that. I'm okay, actually that so excited. Yeah, so it's like we're going to deal with like anything like... So if I came on the podcast, it would be Hot Girls Have vitamin d deficiency heck yes because i was born with vitamin d deficiency very interesting to me like i already have a million questions oh cool well that's yeah. for another yeah. time <laughs> all right anyway you guys thank you so much for listening don't forget to shop and get belly welly i actually have two of those products in my purse right now it's just sitting over there oh, well, i love you. this I'll, i can actually show oh my gosh it's amazing yeah well that's like true input it's because I didn't have a chance. I was doing so much work today and I haven't. I didn't have a chance to eat. So then I just threw the snacks in my bag to try to like get to them. So I wouldn't Wait, I love get that so sick because I get really nauseous if I don't eat for a couple of hours because I take Adderall. So, so oh I my have gosh, to such be such a good eating. reason. Yes. So I have it. Wait, love yeah. this. That's amazing. She didn't even ask me to bring no, it. No, I, I did it not. Myself. This is real. Yeah. <laughs> so don't forget to shop that and look forward for to her new product coming with a big retailer walmart in april April. perfect all right you guys have a beautiful day i love you and bye